Hello and welcome back to a Happy Mind podcast. I cannot wait to get started on today's episode, but before we do, my name is Sam. I'm an anxiety and mindset coach for women and female entrepreneurs who are ready to take back control of their life and find their happiness again. This podcast is here to empower you, support you, love you, and encourage you on your self-development journey. And I am so glad that I get to share this experience with you and be on your self-development journey and enjoy the ride together. So before we go any further, we need to say our mantra. No more anxiety, no more fear, no more insecurity, and no more self-doubt. Here is to your happy mind. Welcome back, and here's to episode 13. Oh my gosh, I just can't believe we're here on episode 13. So this episode is all about catastrophizing, and what to do when catastrophizing sets in. Now, if you do not know or are familiar with this term, catastrophizing is simply when you have a thought, it gets worse and worse and worse to the point that you end up thinking that the world is going to end, you won't be okay, everything's going wrong and catastrophe sets in. That's what catastrophizing means. So if you experience anxiety, you are probably thinking, oh my gosh, I know about this all too well and catastrophizing has been and potentially might still be part of your thinking and your thought process. So today I want to talk to you about catastrophizing and hopefully give you some really clear, realistic and tangible strategies that you can put in place so that when you feel your mind running away with itself and catastrophe setting in, you can do some of these things to bring yourself back and regain control of your thoughts so that it doesn't always end up in the worst case scenario. So number one, when you find yourself thinking a thought on repeat So for example, you might have the same thought over and over again, but in a slightly different way. So if someone hasn't texted you back, it might start with, oh my gosh, they haven't texted me back. Maybe they're busy. Then it might turn into, they still haven't texted back. It's been half an hour. Maybe I've done something to offend them. They still haven't texted back. It's been an hour. Maybe something happened and they just don't want to tell me. They still haven't texted back. It's been two hours. Maybe something's happened to them. Maybe they don't want to be my friend anymore. Maybe they are really upset with me. Something's gone wrong and they never want to speak to me again. Maybe they've even blocked my phone number. Maybe what happens when we see each other in the street and they won't even say hello to me. What happens at birthdays when they have to be there and I have to be there and we're not friends. And then boom, you get a text message. So that is the very, very simple and put it quite bluntly, effect of catastrophizing, we go from a very simple thought to the very worst case scenario. If you have or do still feel like this, you need to screenshot this and tag me on Instagram and let me know that I'm not alone because I 100% have done this a lot, a really, honestly, a massive amount. I still sometimes do it now when things come up out of nowhere and my mind it takes over and I feel in a vulnerable state. Catastrophizing can happen without us even realizing it. So the first thing that we need to do with catastrophizing is the following. Number one, if you find yourself having the same thought over and over again, like I just said to you, we're still talking about not having a text back. So your thought, even though the outcome is different in your head, you're still worried about the fact they haven't replied. That would be a repeating thought. It could be that you were supposed to go somewhere and you can't get there and now you're worried that that person is really upset with you. So you have the same repeated thought about that event. It could be that you've got a job interview and you're nervous and it starts off with, I'm really nervous too, maybe I shouldn't go because I won't get the job anyway. So hopefully you can start to understand that having this repeated thought is the same 
out the same scenario, but you're just thinking about it in a different way. Okay. So when that happens, this is the first thing you need to do. You need to move around and ask yourself these questions. So a lot of the time when we fester and we have repeated thoughts, it's when we haven't moved either. So we're in the same situation and we're just sitting or we're daydreaming, we're in our car, we're on our sofa, we're sitting, scrolling through our phone aimlessly and we're continuing to have the same thoughts over and over again. When that happens, the first thing you need to do is get moving, move around, even if if all you do is walk up and down your stairs, open your garden, open your doors to your garden and walk around the garden, walk to the end of the road in the back, open up your car boot and then shut the car boot, move something around in your wardrobe, change your cupboards in your kitchen, start cooking dinner, whatever it might be, running a bath, get yourself moving because ultimately the thought will never leave until you do something to make it change. So you need to get moving. Once you've got moving, you need to ask yourself this question. Me thinking about it, has anything changed since I had the first thought? Has anything changed since I've had the first thought? That is the the really important thing here because ultimately the answer is going to be no. So from my friend not texting me back, has anything changed since them not texting me back? Has anything actually changed? No, they still haven't texted me back. I don't know what they're doing. So why am I going to sit here festering and having the same thoughts and just allowing them to progressively get worse when nothing's actually changed? They still haven't texted me back. So that's it. You can't do anything about that. So no matter how much you think about something, it's not going to change the outcome. So the first thing you need to do is get moving. And once you've got yourself moving, you need to ask yourself this question. Say it out loud. I had to say it out loud for a long time. Sam, has anything changed since you started having this thought? No. So all you're doing is trying to interrupt the cyclical pattern. So number one, get yourself moving and ask yourself the question, has anything changed since the initial thought? Number two, once you've got yourself moving and you've answered that question and the answer fundamentally will be no, the next thing you need to do, number two, you need to do something that distracts your mind, diverts your mind in a positive and purposeful way. Catastrophizing happens when we allow ourselves to be fixated and give attention and energy to a thought, even if it doesn't serve us positively. So the second thing I would do, and I do do this, remember all of the advice I give you comes from myself real life, genuine advice that I know can and does work. So number two, which again has a twofold part. So number two, you need to listen to a song that makes you feel empowered, positive, excited, happy, cheerful, uplifted, whatever that song is. And the second thing you need to do is sing along out loud to that song. The reason you need to do this, again, you are engaging your brain in a positive way, doing something that you enjoy doing. And because we're reverting back to a song that you already know, it allows your mind to use its memory and bring that lyric, that song, those words to the forefront. So again, you are not giving energy and attention to something you cannot change and you are no wiser of the outcome. So 1A, get moving. 1B, ask yourself the question, has anything changed since I had the initial thought? 2A, listen to a song that you know gives you a buzz. 2B, sing along out loud to that music. 3, number 3. So When this is happening, I really want you to understand catastrophizing is something that can take over and you will know if you experience it, can absolutely take over your mind. It can consume you. You can't focus on anything else. You can't concentrate. All you worry about is 
this one particular thing. You want to know the outcome. Number three is actually once you've got a bit further down the road with your self-development and your growth and you understand your mindset a bit better and your thinking, number three allows you to bring a bit of challenge to this. So number three is actually confront the worst case scenario. Do not let your mind continue to take control and power over a thought that you have no idea what could happen from. So actually take control and say, okay, so they haven't texted me back. They don't want to be my friend anymore. This is the worst case scenario. They never want to speak to me again and they've blocked my number. What can I do? What can I do about that? Okay, so ultimately, I don't know why they don't want to speak to me anymore. So what I will do is I will text another one of our friends and this is all hypothetical, but you're doing this in your head. So you're basically creating a contingency plan. So I will text another one of my friends and say, oh, I haven't heard from Sam recently. I hope everything's okay. I text her and she didn't reply. Simple as that. Get to the point. Be honest and open. See what happens. You could call the house phone if they have one. You could send them an email. You could direct message them on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, whatever you use. You could Snapchat them. You could go to their house and knock on their front door. You could write them a letter. So there are all sorts of ways. If the worst case scenario was to happen and you didn't hear from this friend, that you could get in touch and find out what's gone wrong. So the reason this helped me is rather than listening to this worst case scenario over and over again in my head and continuously thinking, oh my gosh, I've done something wrong, something's happened, they don't want, they don't like me anymore, oh my gosh, what am I going to do, do I need to make up 10 million excuses to keep texting them until they text me back, when actually they could just be at work or they could be busy or have no signal or be on the underground or be driving or be at dinner with their friend, you know, they could be doing all sorts of things. I think to myself, okay, once I got a bit further down the road and I did one A and B and two A and B, I actually sat with myself and thought, okay, Sam, don't spend time catastrophizing. Let's say that that's real life. That has actually happened. The worst case scenario has happened and is real. What can you do about it? How can you get back in control? So then you can actually start to take back the power of the thought. So... I want you, if you are in a situation where you have control of your mind again and you, you're aware of your thoughts and your thinking and you can break that thought habit, actually start to take back the power and confront it. Don't run away from it and don't be scared of it because the more we are fearful of something, the more power that thought has. The more we worry about it, the more that thought has control and can dictate how we feel. So be open and honest with yourself. If that is the real worst case scenario and that is true, what can I do about it? What plans can I put in place? What backup plans can I have? What contingency plans can I make? How can I take action so that you are not just festering on the thought anymore? You are thinking about your actions. So I then actually felt more empowered knowing that I could actually do something if the worst case scenario happened. And nine out of 10 times, the worst case scenario never happened because by the time I'd got to this process, they text me back and I was like, okay, phew, everything's all right. I don't need to worry, but it meant that I didn't catastrophize and I didn't live in catastrophe zone all the time. Number four, and I really hope these are helping because I use these and I implemented them a lot when catastrophizing was a massive part of my life. Number four, you need to interrupt the thought with some kind of sensory overload. So we've already done questioning with yourself. We've already done music. We've already done movement. So you've got kinesthetic, you've got auditory, and you've also got um, auditory and you've got your hearing and your talking, your verbalizing as well. So all of these things are allowing you to change up how the thought is manifesting inside your head. The next thing you need to do is talk to someone else so that your brain and your senses are interacting with a voice that is not your own, with thoughts that are not your own. So then what you might do is call someone 
or text someone that you know is free or will be able to speak to you. And if they aren't, then you leave them a voicemail and just say, hey, just want to try and get in touch. Hopefully you can give me a ring back. So you are going to converse with somebody that is not involved in this thought process, but can actually just talk about them, how they're doing, what they're up to. And again, it allows you to not give focus and attention to a thought you cannot change and a thought you don't know the outcome to, but actually live in the present, live in the present moment with somebody right now and have an interactive conversation. It allows you to draw yourself away from the thought and the catastrophe and back into the here and now with somebody else. And you can actually start to focus on what they're doing and think about what's happening in their life. And actually it might be, a really, really amazing conversation that when you finish the phone call, you think, I'm actually quite glad that I had these negative thoughts because it actually forced me into action to speak to somebody positive. And now I feel great because I've actually reconnected with someone. I've, you know, taken our friendship to the next level, whatever it might be. But ultimately, you're going to do something with purpose and positivity. And they are really, really important along this process. So catastrophizing has the power to completely take over your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, your thinking, your behavior behaviors, everything. You need to use these steps to try and break away from that. Number five, I'm going to give you some questions that I want you to journal or think about or write down, take notes on, or just think think through in your head. If you if you meditate, you could do that. If you just, whilst you're having a bath, you can think about these questions. I want you to spend a bit of time reflecting. So catastrophizing. The first question I want you to ask yourself is, can I change the outcome by having these thoughts? Can I change the outcome by having these thoughts? Question number two, is what I'm thinking now real and true? Or is it just a thought? Is what I'm thinking now real and true? Or is it just a thought? And question number three, is how I'm feeling now making me feel good? Is how I'm feeling now making me feel good? So number five is really a self-reflection task, an evaluation task of the catastrophizing and actually starting to really take hold of these thoughts and becoming aware of them. I talk about this so much, but awareness is so powerful and the awareness of your thoughts, the understanding of your thoughts. So once you become more aware, once you understand the way your mind works, you can actually start to embrace it, acknowledge it and manage it. That's what this is all about. You want to have your happiest mind. That will only happen through awareness, understanding, and having the right strategies, tools, and techniques to do so. So those three questions, you need to write them down, spend time with them whenever you feel you are having a repeated thought, you are going to catastrophe, and the catastrophizing has set in. Hopefully you've got a range of things that you can try and do now to actually implement, put in place, and they are all easy quick and they don't take a lot of time, energy or equipment. They don't use a lot of resources. This, These are things you can do instantaneously right now as soon as the thought sets in. So that is what I think you should do as a starting point, those five tips when catastrophizing is taking hold of your thoughts or is something that you know you experience on a regular basis. I really want you to, as always, screenshot this, screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. I wish you could see my face. Screenshot this podcast, tag me on Instagram, a.happy.mind, and let me know that I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that has catastrophized, and I'm not the only person that worries about something that seems so, so small, but to them seems absolutely humongous and just totally takes over 
everything and really consumes everything I do. So I have been there and I have lived with catastrophizing for a really long time. Now, not so much. Probably I would say one out of 10 because I have the tools, I have the techniques and I'm able to move forward and I understand my mind. So I would just love to know that I'm not on my own on this one. And if this has helped you, please let me know. And I just absolutely want to say thank you so much for being in my podcast family and sharing the love with me and connecting with me and letting me know how much this is having an impact on you and how much I'm helping you because ultimately that is my reason for doing this. And I really want you all, every single person in this whole entire world to have a happy mind because it is possible, it is doable and it is realistic and we can all achieve that every single day. So I really, really hope you've loved this podcast and this bit of me telling you that the world is not going to end, you are not on your own and everything is not going to fall to pieces. I absolutely promise you. So I love you to bits. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast. Continue to tell everyone about this and get them on board and subscribe and write me a review because I love listening to them and I'm actually going to be doing another giveaway in the next week or so all about the podcast and there's some amazing things on offer. So write me the review, like this and subscribe and get everyone on board so that we can do this together because ultimately that's why we're here. So anyway, I'm rambling a bit now, but I just wanted to share the love with you and let you know how much I love you and I'm here for you and I support you. So have an amazing week and continue to empower yourself, understand yourself and take the time to reflect. So I will speak to you very, very soon on the podcast, in my Facebook group, on my Instagram, wherever, wherever and anywhere that you follow me. And we will continue to be here with one another along this self-development journey for the next episode. So goodbye, farewell, au revoir, auf Wiedersehen, adieu. (laughs) Bye, my lovely.